0: You all for joining us i'm brian vernellis digital director at the holland sentinel and this is from the newsroom the weekly podcast presented by the holland sentinel staff today i'm joined by our political reporter arpan lobo hello hey arpan you had a be- busy evening uh monday night you were at brian berghoff's berghoff's <laughs> Yep. not berghoff uh, he officially announced his candidacy for District Two seat, currently held by U.S. Representative Bill Heisinger. Talk about the evening. It was at Brew Merchant. It sounded uh, it sounded like it was quite an eventful evening. Yeah. So I the the event was slated to begin at six o'clock. I got there at five thirty. You know, thinking I'd be early, thinking I'd get a uh, a good you know vantage point. Right it was packed <laughs> it was packed at five thirty, and it only got uh more crowded as you know we got closer to the start uh it was brew merchant was probably over capacity but nobody <laughs> nobody said anything about it uh but no i was i was at this event uh where where brian burgoff uh, officially announced his campaign uh he's right now the lone democratic challenger the lone challenger period to uh rep heisinger who has held the seat since 2011 um Berghoff kind of launched his campaign last night, and some of the things that I really took away from it uh, were that he he really wants to uh, uh, represent the what he called the under marginalized or the the marginalized and underrepresented individuals in uh, Ottawa in Ottawa County and the rest of the second district. He also mentioned that he doesn't believe uh, Bill Heisinger represents the values of the district anymore. Um, one thing that he he made a big of was the uh, fact that he will not take any corporate money from any political action committees um, in his campaign, which could be you know I don't know how many PACs would line up to con- to contribute to his campaign, but uh, Bill Heisinger has, has a very uh, large um, financial base. He already has four hundred thousand dollars in cash on hand before Burgoff even announced, but he, he the the Democrat. Uh, the Democrats and Berghoff and his campaign, they believe in the campaign because they think they're the b- people that will best represent uh, our district, the second district mm-hmm. in Washington. Um, and you've talked with Brian Berghoff before. Yes. I met him last night and I okay. spoke to him a little bit before the event and I asked him what exactly it meant to him to kind of represent this district. He's from Cooversville. It's his home district. And he said that uh, as, as he's progressed further, you know, in his life, he's he's always kind of been able to assess his values and he told me he just like i said he doesn't think uh bill heisinger is a proper representative for the uh district he told uh, the audience last night that he voted republican for most of his life really but it wasn't until he was reading a bible one night and it is worth mentioning that uh burgoff is a uh ordained pastor he uh is at holland united church of christ uh and um, he said he was reading the Bible, and he realized that what is, being, what is going on in Washington right now isn't the uh, righteous path that um, the country is taking. So he said that played a large role in his decision to run.
1: For me, when I began to study the history of this nation, I began to understand some complexities in a new way that it wasn't enough to say, work harder to someone when there were entire systems and structures stacked against their success. And I learned that it wasn't enough to say, I'm not racist when we live in a world embedded with white privilege. And I also learned that many of the policies and politicians that I had unquestionably supported we were actually standing in opposition to so many of the biblical values that I had been taught? How could I love the stranger while supporting oppressive immigration policies? How could I love my enemy while supporting unprovoked military interventions? How could I help the poor while supporting policies that were designed to line the pockets of the wealthy while being harmful and oppressive to those most in
0: need? And he plays um, a pretty large role. Uh, part in the community involvement uh he's active in a lot of community issues i don't know if you want to speak about that you know i uh i, I he he's very involved at uh the holland united church of christ he's he's been uh, throughout the uh community before he does a lot of events um he's actually a published author as well i learned that when i was doing my um uh pre, pre-reporting research mm-hmm. on, on him he's published a book. I believe it's called Pub Theology. It's about right. beer and, <laughs> uh, you know, religion. So I, I, I hope to check it out because it seems pretty interesting. I, I think that's a fairly I've heard of that class being taught. Uh, at at colleges where they would take kids out, or uh, student parishes, they would take kids out and do like a you know a little Bible study at the local pub. So my Bible study was never like that. <laughs> That's how I think I missed out. That sounds cool. Uh, he spoke about, and you brought it up as well, that he would be representing the marginalized and underrepresented. Did he discuss about you know who, you know somebody brought it up on our Facebook post, you know who exactly does that aimed at um you know who does he have in mind that that's underrepresented Mm -hmm. and marginalized he didn't uh name a specific population but he he alluded to um in a lot of uh and uh a lot of different situations he uh people uh, on the, uh, the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned that, you know, people shouldn't be governed differently if they love differently. Mm-hmm. He mentioned people of different religions, different faiths. Uh, he said pe- people shouldn't be governed differently if they believe in uh, different uh, religions or no religion at all. And coming from a, uh, he comes from a re- religious background, obviously, with the he's a Reverend uh, Brian Burghoff. Um I think it was important for him to kind of put that out there. He says, like, he said uh, separation of church and state will be a major tenant of his okay. uh, campaign and his tenure. Okay, And so I think that um, his campaign is being launched at a uh, on the basis of sort of uh, not, not maybe morality, but I think that he believes that, you know, this is the perfect time and it's the right thing to do.
1: And so even though I'd grown up learning about Jesus and the importance of believing in him, I somehow I missed what he was actually saying. <laughs> and here's the truth. I do not see the values of Jesus reflected in our current political leadership. You've probably heard that I'm a pastor, and if not, maybe you've guessed it by a little of this Jesus Jesus talk. But why would a pastor run for office? Why would a pastor run for office? Well, like many of you, my values and my faith compel me to take action when I see my neighbors hurting, when the marginalized are ignored and mistreated, and when space is not made for people because they love differently or believe differently. In fact, I've grown to love and respect people of other faith traditions as well as those who claim no faith. For the past ten years, I've gathered with all kinds of people, Baptists, Catholics, Atheists, humanists, CRC and RCA people, Buddhists, Jews, Muslims, and I've met with them in settings just like this, to sit down together and talk and look each other in the eye and see one another, not the other, but a fellow human being.
0: And you mentioned he won't be accepting any campaign funds from uh, PACS. Does he kind of realize that kind of puts him behind the eight ball here against a, a guy that's as established as Izinga? Yeah, uh, Bill Heising is very established, uh, and the thing is, in a district like this, the second district is already set up at a uh, Republican lean. Right. So by not accepting uh, cor- corporate money, and it- it's worth mentioning that typically Democrats uh, in these ra- in these races there. Corporate contributions are coming in a little bit less than uh, Bill Heisinger or or any Republican. Heisinger is ingrained with the business community in in this part of the state, so he's always going to have that base. It would have been interesting to see maybe who would have given uh, Berghoff's campaign any money, but it's tough to say what businesses would line up to do that. I think that uh, Berghoff understands the difficulty that this campaign will take. Yeah. It's it's uh, Heising has, hasn't ever – he's been reelected, I believe, four different times. I think so. And he's never fared worse than a double-digit win. Yeah. Last election, 2018, he beat Rob Davidson by 12 points, and that was the closest that it's ever been in his right. tenure. Um, this The way this district is set up, it's uh, – there's an issue, there's a discussion about gerrymandering that we could have, mm-hmm. but this district is less than others, but it's still set up a favorable Republican lean. Um, and that's just the makeup of the district for a Democrat to do well. And Rob Davidson was at the event last night. He mentioned uh, for a Democrat to do well, it's going to take a real grassroots efforts, knocking on doors, uh, don- donation uh, rallies, things like that, just to have a chance because Bill Heisinger really did never sweat about a reelection yeah. campaign until yeah. rob davidson's uh last time so i think it's important that davidson came out and said this is our guy i'm backing him as well so there's a little bit of name recognition there too beside uh appearing at the event last night do you think davidson is lending kind of his conciliary at this point you know he's kind of lending uh as much advice as he can to brian i think so um and he 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 mentioned you know there were times during the campaign where it was the best of times and it was the worst of times the these campaigns can get very tough yeah. um, it might not seem like it's a lot but there there are always eyes especially in our current climate anytime uh, a democrat is kind of gaining any traction at all it becomes a uh, national issue because of the political landscape right now um in a republican district i think that davidson will be a, an asset to burgoff and the rest of the Democratic kind of hierarchy in this district, they have seen steady improvement um, over the past few years. So even um, if Burgoff maybe he doesn't win, but if he if he if he beats uh, or if he gets it closer than Davidson has, that'll be a clear sign of you know of uh, improvement. Yeah, them. they put a dent in the armor, so to speak. Right. If yeah. you can get it below twelve, then I think you know this becomes a. If we get it down to the single digits, I don't think it becomes a you know foregone conclusion that a Republican will represent this district, right? And did he? um, What would you say were some of his top issues that he would like to see addressed if he gets that? uh, If he does win the the election, he didn't mention any specific policy uh, issues, but he spoke about economic uh, equity. Uh, He spoke about how. Wages uh, and inflation aren't uh, corresponding in terms of – or there isn't a correlation between their growth. Uh, Wages are stagnating while inflation is increasing. Uh, He spoke about affordable housing Mm. uh, and other inequity issues, too. And affordable housing is something right here in Holland that uh, we, we speak about a lot. So. Things like that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that he mentioned off the top. But well, Davidson is a physician, so I'm uh, uh, and his one of his key points was the ACA, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, I would think that that's up there as well, right? And the in the Ottawa County Democrats chair, uh, Kim Nagy, she mentioned that specifically that mm. Heisinger has voted to repeal the ACA um, without a replacement plan, and the Affordable Care Act uh, has been controversial since its start, but. It it was an issue that a lot of Democrats won on in twenty eighteen. Right, right. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? You know, it's it's still terribly early in this race. <laughs> we we <laughs> we've spoken so much about District three because that's that's its own chaos. But I, I be, the makeup of this district, you know, leads you to believe that you know Brian Berghoff is the guy for the Democrats, and you don't think that someone will challenge, uh, Heising on a, in a primary. But it'll just be interesting to see. Um, how this plays out i think that uh there's so much energy being put in into campaigns now it's really encouraging to see on both sides um people really getting out to uh support their candidate and you know kind of protest for what they believe in what they believe is right that sounds great thank you for joining us arpan and thank you for joining us as well at home Uh, we will see you next week on another episode of from the newsroom